0: And I learned a very big lesson that what matters most is the people you love and who love you. They love you even when you mess up. I want to be the one unique and phenomenal and flossom me. Hi, everyone. It's Marcy Bullock. Welcome back to season three of Wolfpack Career Chats, the anchor season. A, ambition, N, networking, C, compassion, H, health, both mental and physical, O, organization, and R, resilient. Enjoy the pod. Podcast listeners, it's a new year and I want to start by thanking you so much for subscribing and listening. We have had over 25,000 listens and the chance to just bring other people on stage to tell their story is something I enjoy so much. But today, it's going to be me because at this time of year, it's a time for reflection and plans for the future. And I've got a couple things I want to tell you about. I always reflect you know, at the start of a new year. And I was thinking there is absolutely nothing I do now in my job that I did a pandemic ago. I completely revamped my classes. And they're all about helping people to succeed in their career path. But honestly, our campus culture and the workforce has changed so much that we've had to turn them upside down. And what does really success even mean? So, I mean, I have this title that I got at NC State, which is called Director of Professional Development. And I got to tell you, my definition of that word, professional, has evolved drastically. And I focused so much recently, I was talking to one of my colleagues who asked me, what does that mean to you? I focused a lot more recently on the human authenticity piece of professionalism. It honestly is a revelation for me. And I I want to tell you a couple things today that I've learned in the classes that I teach and just in my life. Because we spend a third of our waking hours at work, this whole big great resignation thing has us reassessing what matters most in our lives. I mean, honestly, like on LinkedIn, I never would have shared a family photo. But now I realize that those people that we love, the ones that were barking in the back of our Zoom or crying, we shouldn't be hiding them from our professional identity. We should celebrate them. So in the work I do with college students over the last three decades at four different universities, I have learned some things to help my students deal with this big mental health crisis they're facing, which means that over half of our students are struggling. And I've always called your 20s, decade you're trying 20s because I think it's really trying and you try lots of things but it's felt even more trying the last two years hasn't it to just figure out who you are and to unleash your potential so here's a little bit about what I've learned on my decades on the planet as a child I remember hearing, you don't look like your sister. I heard my friends talk about their blood relatives and I heard them talk about their ethnicity. I'm Italian. I'm whatever. And I was asked, well what are you Marcy? I didn't know until I found my biological information in my 30s and I am still discovering who I am as a woman in my 50s today. I always knew that I was a chosen baby and I have felt adoption was beautiful because honestly y'all I hit the jackpot with my family and I know it was meant to be that my birth mother gave me life and my mom who raised me gave me love because I was loved with every fiber of her being but there was this part of me that I needed to discover just like my college students go through and many of you listening maybe who is the real me what is my identity who am i and what am i meant to do what is my why and i wanted to understand all aspects of my identity a big defining moment in my life came after i lost all the people that i grew up with that raised me meaning my mom and my dad and my sister And I ended up finding that family that I was related to by blood. And it was three months after my mom died that I received a call from a social worker who had located my 70 year old birth mother and initiated our reunion. And I learned I had biological half sisters and nieces who looked like me. My life would have been drastically different if I was raised by my unwed 40 year old birth mother. And my birth father had a family and he was married at the time. And my birth mother decided to keep her pregnancy a secret. And she moved into a home for unwed mothers and put me up for adoption so that I could have a better life. She kept that secret a long time until we both let ourselves be vulnerable and meet as adult women overcoming our fear of rejection. I think we all have that fear of understanding who we really are and will people accept us, will we be worthy? And honestly, the details of that personal story I just shared aren't as important as the bigger moral, which is sometimes we all hide parts of ourselves and we stay in the closet due to that fear. There was actually a survey done of hospice patients, and these people had that date stamped on their bodies, their expiration date, like a carton of milk. And when you know when you're going to leave, how does it impact you? Well, they found in this survey that their biggest fear was not living out their own dreams and being authentic. I call this the F-bomb. It's not necessarily the F-bomb you've heard before, but this fear of finding out who we are holds so many of us back, and that's why finding my genetic history was so important to me. What is your fear and what's holding you back? The other F-bomb I hear a lot is fine. You know, I went through a lot of my life saying, I'm fine. But I really wasn't fine because there was something missing, and I was able to figure that piece out. Also, I realized there's a one in 300 trillion, let me say that in bold, all cap underline, one in 300 trillion chance we would be here listening to this podcast at this moment. So we're all here for a reason. And one of our biggest challenges is to just take off that armor and discover that, who we are, and to bravely connect to the parts of ourselves that we need to uncover and share with the world. So that risk I took, going back to my birth family, was painful, but also gave me power. And even in the last few years, I found myself wanting to challenge myself. So I made this leap list of goals that would help me jump forward in life. Because a lot of people say, oh, you know, empty nesters, what are you going to do when your kids move out? So here's what I did is I dared myself to take another big risk and to audition for a musical at NC State called Hairspray. I said, hey, listen, life is not a dress rehearsal. This is the only moment there is. I had not been on stage for 38 years. So these questions kept popping up. Well, you might make a fool of yourself, but probably fail. You could handle rejection or you could not. Rejection is tough. But those questions haunted me. I decided I have to go for it. I can't just stay small and safe. So this audition, whew, it included singing and acting, which I enjoyed, and I was okay at, but dancing, uh uh-uh. The dance cues were a new language to me. I tried to hide behind the other aspiring cast members in the audition. There was about a hundred college students all in their nice little leggings and fancy tap shoes, and at the audition, we moved to a song called You Can't Stop the Beat, and when the song ended, we stood on stage And the spotlight was on us, and we were sweating and breathing hard. And you know where I was, right? In the back row. But then I heard the director in the audience say to the whole big group of us, number 31, move up front. And my stomach flipped as I looked down. Yep, number 31, that was me. So I slowly moved up a couple of rows, thinking I can still follow the dance steps of the person in front of me. But then I heard, all the way up, 31. And there I was in the front row, fully exposed, with no one to follow if I forgot a move. Let's run it again. Five, six, seven, eight. Have you had a moment like that in your life where you could either face your fear, or you could just do what I was thinking, sprint off the stage and never return, and listen to those voices saying, this was a bad idea. I stayed and the music began, and the two minutes seemed like a long time as I stumbled around in my clunky sneakers, but I did smile my whole way through, and I was authentically me. I wasn't 21 years old. I didn't know how to dance. I did something really scary, and I embraced my missteps along the way. Hear that, perfectionists in the house. And after two weeks of preparing for the next rejection, I saw my name on the cast list. Oh, I was elated but petrified. And then I started the enough game. Have you ever played it? Was I young enough? Was I talented enough? Was I strong enough? Was I smart enough? Quick enough? Confident enough? Cool enough? If you've ever felt like an outcast, alone and insecure, you know what I was feeling. I don't belong here. But when you decide to take a risk, a voice inside your head can either encourage you or warn you to stay away and keep your deficiencies hidden. Again, I made the choice to believe in my worth and not compare myself to the other cast members. You despair when you compare. So the next six weeks of rehearsal, I got home late at night feeling depleted and frustrated. It was painful. It was a long learning curve. But like I said earlier, with pain comes power. And while my castmates picked up the dance moves so quickly, I watched the videos of the choreography for hours to get my steps right. And my wonderful champion in life for multiple decades, my husband, is my cheerleader, kept reminding me, they picked you for a reason, Marcy. My daughter gave me reinforcement over the phone as I drove home exhausted night after night, having a full work day and then rehearsing from 6 until 11 p.m. They saw something in you, mom. And I learned this important lesson that a support system is vital to surviving life's daunting challenges, especially when you're your worst critic. They'll build you up. I'm constantly telling my students to take on things they've never done. And to fake it until they know that they can meet the challenge. To embrace their missteps, but leaving my comfort zone was terrifying. However, I hadn't quit, and every part of that struggle paved the way to some of the most exhilarating feelings I've ever had. I went from the low of lows, feeling lost and scared and doubtful and frustrated and discouraged. Have you felt them? To the highs of being proud of being accepted, of being strong, and being loved for me. And I had a cheering section of my biggest fans, friends and family, each night of the performance who filled my heart. And I learned a very big lesson that what matters most is the people you love and who love you. They love you even when you mess up. I want to be the one unique and phenomenal and flossum. Yes, that's a combination of awesome and flawed me. And I challenge you Wolfpack Career Chats listener to take on that same challenge of just letting go of the masquerade and the armor and putting yourself out there. You too are worth being seen and heard. And as we start a new year Let's take some risks. Let's learn from the mistakes and remember that the pain of the process will lead to power. See you next time.